Hello and welcome to Renegade Mama. I am your host, Natalie Rees. Today on the show, I speak to my beautiful friend and midwife, Narafia Lever. Narafia was my second episode in the first season, and it was so much fun to check in with her and see what's happened in the past 18 months for her. Firstly, Narafia has joined the ranks of reported midwives with two reports to APRA, Australia's regulatory body for registered midwives. We discuss one of the cases she was reported for, the muzzling of midwives and how she dealt with it. We also chat about spirituality in pregnancy and birth and what that looks like for her and her clients. We discuss about working with the physical body in pregnancy through massage and how she believes it's helpful for the process. We talk about standing in our integrity and united in these changing times, what the mandates might mean for her registration and how attending pro-choice protests have been a really beautiful experience for us both. Lastly, we ponder about where Narafia will be this time next year. Will she still be registered? Or will she choose freedom? Narafia is one of my dearest friends and I know you will love this interview as much as I did. Welcome Narafia Lever to the Renegade Mama. It's wonderful to have you here. Thank you for inviting me back the second time. I know. <laughs> in, in I think we talked about doing a second one. Yeah. Um, and particularly when um, we probably should have done it when uh, you had your first year anniversary. I should have, yeah. Right? Because, because, yeah, because I remember the day when you're on my couch and you said, I feel like, I feel like starting a podcast. I'm like, you should. <laughs> <laughs> and here we are a year later or a year and a half later, right? Yeah. <laughs> So wonderful. Um, a lot's changed since last year, Naf. You've um, you've been reported to APRA now, which is wonderful. Twice. Twice. Oh. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh about it, but, you know, what do you do? <laughs> yeah, which, I mean, honestly is just a, um, what's the word, display of your integrity and sticking by your morals, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess you could call it that. <laughs> Or just that I'm I'm a sad rising Gemini sun and I'm just belligerent. <laughs> you tell me what to do. <laughs> no, really, I think for you it's about serving women and serving your truth, and you're not going to necessarily just jump uh, at, at exactly what they say, and you're not prepared to be censored because one of the reports was um, you posting stuff on. Am I allowed to talk about this? Yeah, 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 that, yeah. That uh, that this this one anyway because uh, it's already like it's been done and dusted. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but basically, um, what happened? Uh, somebody reported me because I had put up a post on my business page, and this was at the the start of like it was last year when it, at the start of the whole you know COVID thing, um, and uh, I I had literally just put up a post that said, if you are um, if you're coming to clinic without a mask on, I'm just going to assume you have an exemption um, because, you know, under the Privacy Act, you know, by security, blah, 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 um, you know, that's none of my business basically. And then I just said, look, and if you also um, have had the injection, would you mind um, just staying away for a couple of weeks? I said, because I've just kind of heard some reports about transmission and until I know further like more about it 
um, I just have a duty of obligation to protect my clients, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't think anything of it. I thought, well, that's kind of pretty, I don't know, that's kind of pretty standard, right? <laughs> and then the second post I put on a business page was basically um, it was a panel. It was one of the YouTubes that was going around. It was a panel of, like, doctors and scientists and researchers, like, in the various fields, right, of, of immunology and whatever, um, and they were actually talking about, you know, the, how with the injections coming out, like how um, the technology, technology behind it. And all I said, said was like something of interest. That's all I captioned it. So didn't think anything of it. Um, and then I think it was maybe two, three weeks later or something. Yeah. Um, as I was like going through um, sorting out my first investigation, I, I get a, the, the another notification from my lawyer to say, oh, here's another one. <laughs> and I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> and, this, and whoever it was that reported me um, had is actually a friend of a friend or a friend of mine on Facebook because uh, they had uh, screenshotted um, a period of um, time on, from my personal page as well of like some things that I had posted, you know, like all about the um, the jabs or, or just COVID in general. And a lot of it was actually tongue in cheek because I just think it's, you know, bloody hilarious, right? Um, and, uh, yeah, so I was kind of a bit shocked. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why didn't they just come to me and say something or whatever? Because generally most people just laugh at what I post anyway. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, like, and, and, and you figured out that she was a midwife because. Uh, yeah, she... I think, I think so, because when I'm so like, um, uh, attention to detail me, right? <laughs> Inverted commas. Like I hate it. I hate people. <laughs> when, when I had, when I was, um, going back over the actual, because they send you like the, um, the complaint with what the person had written as well, if they put a comment, um, and the person had said that um, they do clinic as well. And then um, it had actually, um, they, they thought that my the information I was giving up was dangerous. And then they also thought, oh, because of what I'd said, apparently um, it caused some of their clients to like decline the newborn jabs or vaccinations or something like that or newborn yeah yeah, I don't know something something or other like that and I was like whoa okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's just because they're so scared that you're actually talking about something that the government doesn't want you I mean I think it's so crazy as a midwife that you have to exactly toe the government line like why can't we question things you know yeah you know, yeah, you go, sorry. I was just going to say, well, it goes against our, like, training and our, um, you know, like, our professional codes anyway. Mm -hmm. Like, particularly as midwives, you're supposed to, um, you know, give information, um, the women, like, you know, non-biased or balanced information um, and not have an opinion. Like, you you cannot have an opinion. And I just think it's actually really fucking hard, (laughs) right, because, yes, you know, women have to make up their own, make their own decision or whatever. But a lot of the times the decisions we make um, or how we form them is actually based on what we believe anyway. Mm-hmm. And so you'll just, you will actually find information that is going to support your belief, really, at the end of the day, um, unless you, you know, do want to kind of look at the other side. But for the most part, I think, I think 
that's what happens, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So. I, rem- I remember um, Yolanda saying, I had this discussion with Augustine right yeah, last, um, who was on the podcast, um, and she said, yeah, yeah, sh- you shouldn't say your personal point of view, blah, 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 blah. Uh, because it could influence people and I get the logic of that but number one that is insulting to people that they can't (laughs) have enough um, belief in themselves or what they believe they're just going to do what people say I mean I think that that is one thing that the setup of a midwife or a care provider is that you should just do what they say so you know there is some kind of validity in that but at the same time if you're very clear with your bias Mm. you know then people can see that and they don't have to agree with it you can say look I, yeah. you know for me I'm really biased towards free birth I believe yeah. free birth for me is really the right thing to do so yeah. they know when I'm talking about birth and free birth that's my bias already so it's very clear yeah. where absolutely doctors and midwives they actually are biased but they're not um stating that yeah clearly so then you're actually not being able to see um what you're dealing with you know there's no integrity yeah. there yeah well I, I, I well I think um for the most part I actually tell women if they ask me questions like about certain things you know like say to do with vaccinations or whatever I say look um I I can't have an opinion um around this it's something for you to kind of you know decide for yourself um but I would just uh you know like uh, encourage you to like do your own research on that that's pretty much what I say you know and, and not kind of say anything either way um but for the most part a lot of women will just kind of say oh look I don't really want da, 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 and they've done their own reading or whatever and so in those instances I go a hundred percent yes <laughs> Yeah. But but that again is about validating um you know uh, a woman's uh feelings or how she feels about something, right? Particularly when she's uncovered something, you know, that goes counter to what she uh knew as a norm before or her beliefs. Um, you know, and I know what that's like where you know people sort of look at you as if you're crazy or something because you're thinking something that's outside of the, the norm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think that's what I love about you. Um, <laughs> you normalise, well, free birth for one, for people as a valid option. Uh-huh. Well, because it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's just birth. Do you know what I mean? It's just birth. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all as it is. It's, it is just birth and it's a birth at home. So I don't know. It's I, I, I've been um, sort of... Um, like over the years, um, you know, you you read or you, you stumble across all the big names in um in midwifery, um, but I have specifically not wanted to read too much of their work or whatever. And and I have like I'll read certain things that if I if I come across it, um, but I don't you know go kind of um, emphatically or or, or um, what do you call it um, um you know, you know, really um, going into um, who they are and their other works or whatever, and purely because I actually don't want to be influenced in um, how I think or feel about, like, how I support women Mm -hmm. um, in birth. And I I get that to a certain extent over the years I have um, had some influence, but I want to pick and choose, you know, who they are. 
And so the the midwives who I've just really the bit like the names anyway, midwifery who I've just really like love and how they are. It's more about how they are rather than like the detail of how they work. And so it was um there's a lady called Sister Morningstar, yes. who's a I think she's Native American, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. so there's her and then there's um I think Carla Hartley who's passed now um and uh she i think wasn't she found she founded the um ancient midwifery institute or something okay um and and recently and again i've come across her stuff before but for some reason um she's come across you know like my radar and that's janine pavati baker Mm -hmm. and i think she she's passed um recently well and uh, recently as well and uh yeah um yeah and they're all you know overseas and they're obviously to me they just work more kind of holistically and they kind of get they kind of get that um birth is woman's it's woman's realm and uh that's that's where we are in our power right Absolutely. um or that's where our power lies not, not that we're in our power that's where our power lies and um we just need to connect to that and just have a baby that's it yeah. <laughs> absolutely so how um you know from your experience have you seen women connect to that power you know like talking about like spirituality and things like that um yeah have you seen that process go for some women um it's it's actually been um a, a a my own personal um work in progress like it's, it's actually been about myself um, more so than the women and then the more I am able to um more comfortable or or like be in that space or um just go deeper into that you know that that side um the easier it is to then create the environment or the facility the the yeah to facilitate that space yeah. um for women and so ironically um I think it was something that I'd reflected on um the the name of my business the art of birth like when I was considering you know before when I first started up like what am I going to call myself you know I don't just want to be raffia lever midwifery like that just sounds really lame to me <laughs> and, and in a sense at that time I was still a bit um like insecure about oh you know how am I as a midwife blah 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 and then the the the, the name just popped up to me the art of birth and I'm like and I could not stay away from it mm-hmm. so in the end I was like oh okay if I can I'll just go with this you know the art of birth and then as the last what five six seven years or whatever it's been um unfolded I'm like holy fuck like my whole business and the whole the, the whole of midwifery for me has actually been me birthing myself. Mm-hmm. And when I actually stopped um, stopped thinking, oh, I need to be a midwife like this or like that, and just actually just did me and how I actually live my life and what I believe and what I think or whatever, it's just got so much easier and it's just flowed to the point now where um, yeah, the women who find me, uh, we are just on the same level. You know, we're on the same page, um, and I'm that midwife will go, yeah, whatever you want, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and so I've had some amazing experiences with women, and I continually do um, with all my clients. Um, and so they're women who like really go into the work on themselves during the pregnancy, and the more half the time they've actually started beforehand, anyway. Yes. 
and then you know the the pregnancy just kind of um you know polish polishes them up and then and then they go on to have some beautiful beautiful births where I'm just kind of there going this is me as soon as that baby's born I'm just like okay good next you know like I'm just, <laughs> and it's not about like um you know that I don't want to um like hang with them because like I'm still friends with practically all my women now anyway we kind of you know catch up or whatever periodically <laughs> but it's just that the, the baby isn't the point right mm-hmm. it's the mum yeah it's it's to do with the woman that that's the whole point of this and then um, you know when she I can see that she's you know birthed in her um in her power um then yeah after the baby comes out it's like okay sweet <laughs> Yeah. Maybe yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. What do you see as your role in that birthing space? Um oh gosh. Um and in pregnancy as well, I guess. Yeah. So um well in the pregnancy care, it's about connecting women to and, and I know like I do um refer back to the science in this and I'm not talking about the science you know the evidence base or whatever to do with um tests and and all that sort of stuff it's actually just connecting the mums back to who they are um and to the intuition and so if they come to me with like I don't know say they've got um I don't know say elevated blood pressure or something like that so because of my journey in my understanding um you know in spirituality and all that and understanding myself I kind of connect that I connect them to that um one where we're one that we're energetic beings, right? Um, and just the fact that um we think we're material, but that aspect of us is so minute compared to what is unseen. Um, and so then that there is an energetic beginning to anything that manifest physically. Yeah. So um, and you know, like, you know, in in I don't know if you want to talk about like the material world versus the other world or whatever. Yeah. So materially in elevated blood pressure, okay, so um so that I'll ask sorry my phone. I'll ask if um if there's one if they're stressed about anything first and foremost because that has an impact and then we kind of sort of nut out okay what what's been happening in their life still still addressing the things like um you know like um sleep you know nutrition exercise all of that you know because I, I tell them actually I tell them to take it through the three layers so you know um how how are you physically how are you emotionally how are you mentally right yeah, um yeah. and then and then yeah the spiritual aspect or the spirituality of it you know is part and parcel of that anyway yeah yeah, yeah. So, so that's one thing um in the pregnancy and then um in the pregnancy as well I love um doing the pregnancy massages mm-hmm. oh my god I love that so much because it's in that space where I really feel like that's where I'm contributing and I'm doing a lot of the work with them right mm-hmm. not for them but with them um because I can read you know, if 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 they're open, um, I can read their bodies. Is is the only way I can describe it. And so there's certain things that come up that I pick up, um, and it's just so 
so fascinating and really cool. It just blows my mind every time. Like when we talk about it afterwards, I'm like, hey, this is what I picked up. This is what I saw. And they're just like, yeah, bow, 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 you know, like confirming mm-hmm. certain aspects or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then um, the babies also connect, um, you know, at times through the sessions as well. And, yeah, again, that just living in or being in that realm just really floats me like if I could live in that realm all the time I'd probably come across as being a complete nutter (laughs) (laughs) but I just love it (laughs) absolutely absolutely um where where do you see your journey going from here you know as a midwife uh-huh. <laughs> Big question. Yeah. Uh, gosh, I um interestingly, I don't really consider myself like a midwife. And I've got, you know, I've got my inverted commas here yeah. because I certainly am gravitating more and more away from, you know, what the perception of mid a midwife is. It's become so like professionalized. Um and we've kind of lost touch with that other side. And then, you know, I remember when I was just, it just used to blow my mind. Um, I hated my training. And through it, I was just felt so confused all the time. <laughs> and then after once I'd finished, I was doing my own reading and stuff, you know, outside of it. And then I was discovering, you know, all these other interesting things that actually supported just normal physiological birth. And then, you know, whenever I used to read a study that supported normal physiological birth, I'd be like, oh, God, duh. Like, yeah. I know. I love the studies. It's like we've done this massive study to say that. It's like why do we need to do that just yeah. to have, I don't know, somebody who has this perception of authority, right? I know. Um, validate that um yes this is how it should be blah blah, blah you know oh, it drives me insane we need like the patriarchy oh, to validate what we already intuitively know as women yeah, yes. yeah. and and i get and like i get risks you know and, and what if this up and what about blah 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 but it's like life is risky but this like, is what I, I had this discussion i was i think i told you i was chatting to julie bell um on the podcast from blissful herbs not on the podcast she might be on the podcast next uh, year, but, you know, she has some different opinions about the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, you know, I take risky behaviour. She was talking about risky behaviour and she's potentially, I don't want to misquote her here, taking risky behaviour in the past, blah, blah, blah. And then I don't know exactly what her point was about COVID and maybe she was going to take less risk with this. So I don't know what she was exactly saying. But I said, mm-hmm. I don't actually view what I do in free birth as risky Um, I view it as the least risky thing to do yeah Yeah. physiological birth is the least risky thing to do for me yeah Yeah. going to a hospital is the most risky thing I'm not a risk Mm. I am a very calculated uh person and you know I calculate my risk and for me yeah you know not going to hospital and having a free birth is the least risky thing for me, um, not having the COVID jab is the least risky thing to do. Yeah, yeah, that's um, right. And I yeah. think if people can perceive going outside the system as risky, but, yeah, I, I really see the opposite in my opinion. I mean, there's always a degree of risk 
with everything, you know, there's no, you know, perfect, you know, no no situation. But yeah, for me, that's my perception. Yeah. And, And the reality is when you give birth, right, you are straddling life or death like you are struggling the two worlds and there's there's no two ways about it you can't kind of um you know be in denial about it or not be aware regardless of where you give birth because what Mm -hmm. this is the other thing about um uh you know the whole kind of spirituality in birth is like what we also forget is the baby's experience Mm -hmm. Um, and so if you're going to be you know so that you're spiritual then you also have to um consider I never say I, I, I like to pull myself and not say allow you yeah. have to consider <laughs> yeah. that um, we we are um, a sentient being and we have awareness and consciousness even before we were conceived you know or even a thought by our parents right absolutely <laughs> So then once we're conceived and we're gestating in our mums, like we we already exist and we already exist in that other realm, in that spirit realm. And so there is um, a part of it, again, this is what I believe, is like we come in already choosing like um, who our parents are, you know, all the experiences we're going to have. And that actually includes birth as well. So, which then, you know, it sounds a bit complicated or complex or maybe even contradictory. However... For me, it's like the mum, all the mum needs to do is just do the work on herself. So she gets herself as clear as possible, right, for the labour. So then in that labour space, then she just gets out of the way of the baby, right? Because if she's in her intuition, then her body will work with the baby and move however she needs to move and, I don't know, do whatever she needs to do. So then this baby can um, navigate its way out. Um, and I, I do believe that, um, like, we, you know, apart from it being biological, that, yeah, we do know um, and we do want to come out of our mums a certain way. Um, and then, you know, when when that is kind of um, uh, interfered with or hampered, then, you know, that's when all the other things happen. And then, you know, again, whether you want to say, well, then that's just part of the... Um, your I don't like to use the word karma but you know what I mean like it's that that's a setup for your life then like you know for me I was born forceps delivery you know my mum was cut um you know I was pulled out and I remember being at the time of my mum's labor I, I, I actually um recovered this memory of like saying to my mum um trust me I know what I'm doing trust me I know what I'm doing <laughs> And um, and clearly, because you know she was first time mom, wasn't all supported, blah blah blah, all of that. Um, and she said um, she was absolutely petrified, you know. And uh, and she she still harbors guilt to this day because she said I came out with forcep marks, yeah, um, on my face. Yeah, I've seen and, that um, a few times. Horrible. Yeah. So, but yeah. So we have to also consider the baby um, as well. And so then, um, like for me in that immediate, so, so apart from the importance of how you, um, support mums in the pregnancy, but then in labor as well, like not to disturb her, right. With unnecessary things. Um, and then when the baby comes out then as well, you have to be mindful of one, your presence in the space, um and the the baby's experience because when that baby emerges everything is its first experience everything yeah right so who who's receiving me um whose hands are these 
like whose face am I looking at? Whose smell am I smelling, right? And so, yeah, I just kind of, I don't know, it used to really, um, I just, I always remember when when I was a student on prac, this memory of um, I was doing um, uh, so like theatres at King Edwards and um, it was my first cesarean and this baby got pulled out of its mum. I never, I always used, I got to the point where I used to write in the notes, the baby was extracted rather than delivered. I could not write birthed, do you know what I mean, or delivered. I was like, the baby was extracted, you know, but this baby came out like screaming and then as it's being taken over to the cot, it's literally, it's, it's pain. Baby, and all I could feel was, Oh my god, that baby is fucking petrified that he has pissed himself, mm-hmm. right? That that degree of trauma, um, yeah, that's that's all I that's how I hear it, how I heard it. Um, and so, yeah, so for me now, I also tune into um, how the babies cry as well. Um, and most babies who are just born, you know, whether it be in water or on land, um, just kind of, you know, however they're meant to, they don't, they don't really cry all that much anyway. Mm. Or they come out and they're like, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that, that always kind of cracks me up, poor little things. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, so, so, yeah. Uh, sorry, and just going back to like then being in the birth space, right? So being yeah. in the birth yeah. space, um, it's actually really, really hard. And what you and what it is, it's not. It's not so much about um, preempting or thinking about okay, how am I going to do? How am I going to be? It's actually just coming into like a point of stillness. So then, um, and you have to be like observant and um, aware. So you know how people talk about like um, creating space and all that sort of stuff. Um, it's it's kind of that it's kind of that feeling, mm-hmm. um, but it's uh, well I can explain or say it's like it's a, a point of stillness. So then, if anything happens, I actually get more quieter and more still, and then I find that it's like things move um, like in slow motion, mm-hmm. and then and so and. Like there was um in one of my births um ages ago um we had a little um bleed in the in the intrapartum right or while she's in labour and I was so aware right where it was like I was standing on like a pinhead and I was balanced on this pinhead and I couldn't think ahead of like oh god what if this happens a lot. And I actually couldn't look behind or previous. I actually just had to hold right into that point mm-hmm. of stillness. And then from there, then I that's how I then respond. Do you know what I mean? And so I see it as whatever I need to do is actually pulled out of me. So sometimes it's something I need to say. Sometimes it's something I need to do. But I actually don't have any um, preemptive stuff of like, oh, well, you know, based on my training, this happens, so I need to do this more or I need to do that or we need to call this or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, which is, you know, when you when you hear somebody explain that, you kind of go, what the fuck? <laughs> that's kind of like a very tenuous, you know, I can imagine like, I don't know, as a midwife again, that's a very kind of tenuous, sticky situation you find yourself in. What if this happened? Da, 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 da. But, like, I can't deal with what ifs. Mm-hmm. Right? 
and that and that's how spirit works you actually have to be absolutely present in the moment because then you'll know what you'll need to do yep yeah yeah absolutely how do you think your practice has changed over the past year i'm doing less and less (laughs) (laughs) so my my um antenatals pretty much is um uh come from massage how are you blah, blah, loads and loads of chatting and then just connecting with the babies and you know like we talk you know I, I check in on all those levels but it's really just yeah doing less and less because my women need less and less like half the time by the time they come they may have had whatever blood tests that they want they may have had whatever ultrasounds they want most of the time they don't want them anyway mm-hmm. um they're happy not to listen to baby with a doppler that they're aware of the risk. That's so they're so fully researched up. I don't have to tell them shit. They're yeah. telling me. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, oh, that's the I way it should it. be. <laughs> I love this. I'm like, what would you like? And like, well, I don't want this, I don't do it, I don't this, and I'm like, sweet, again, it's easy. <laughs> so now to the, the fun stuff, right? The good stuff. Let's get you on the table. Let's massage. <laughs> um and then and then it's what comes out of those massage sessions for me just really like floats me because like the woman yeah they they when when they process what they saw or feel or what they've understood about themselves and then integrating that into their life then Mm -hmm. um again and then they keep like it just just you just kind of see them like open do you know what I mean um and and going into motherhood with um such strength and fierceness regardless of how I mean I don't don't get me wrong like I'm not all of my um uh women have um you know all birth vaginally or or um or even had you know straightforward births or whatever but there's something about the experience afterwards where they are um you know able to then process and integrate um and then I check in on them as well like at six months um, and then at a year as well, I always check in, hey, how are you feeling? You know, how much have you reflected some more on the birth? Like, has anything else come up? And then, you know, and then if they need to, then I just say, hey, come back on my day. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just see what I, what's that, you know, what's happening. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. Um, and then in the birth space, again, same, same sort of thing where it's um so little because um not it's nothing's necessary until until it is, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't. Sorry, no, no, I was just going to say, so I don't have any kind of stipulations like, well, I'm going to be doing this and this and this or whatever. And it's it's just, I just flow with whatever they want and what they um, pull out of me, basically. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I did a massage course with you a little mm-hmm. while ago and then refresher just the other day. And, you know, I did my first massage for a client the other day. And, Yay, you know, how did that go? It went well. Um, she wrote me a really lovely message, actually, yeah. um, because I was like, oh, you know, this is my first time. I was nervous about it. She's like, you've got to be really confident because, you know, it's not about even the mm. physical work. It's about the energetic work. And yes. she said it was the ener- energy and energetics that you brought to it that mm. really were helpful and even a few days afterwards she could feel it I was like, wow oh, that's, that's really nice thank you yeah that's cool but no what I was going to say is that you know we can talk and I think that is totally important and talk through everything 
that birth is physical right it is primal mm-hmm. and so I think yep. why connecting with your caregiver or your loved one if it's your partner mm-hmm. or whoever physically yep. which yep. obviously you do through sex when you're making the baby yes. um, <laughs> but you can continue on that physical connection um through massage or touch or hug or whatever it might be I think that's so important and you know another thing I'm kind of experimenting with and I'm not saying this works for everyone but Mm -hmm. is kind of physically practicing the birth you know it might Uh seem a bit woo woo and out there practicing the sounds and going through it and you know it's probably my acting background but to get out of the headspace to kind of leave that behind and let's practice with our body because you don't just and I think I have said this on the podcast you don't just sit there um if you're a runner and just research all about running and the best techniques and the how you've got to connect even spiritually while you're running and you kind of read up on it and then you never actually physically practice of course it's never going to be the same conditions on the day and you know that but let's physically practice that as well so we're Uh, getting that muscle memory in Mm -hmm. our bodies and feeling and experiencing it, especially if you haven't experienced birth before, but even if you have as well. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and I love, um, it, it does, um, I know, uh, I think I've heard in some podcasts that you've had before um, with your women, you talk about like um, the power of the mind. Yes. Right. And so like in the, um, at the uh, start of the massage session, um, like I like to drop the women into that deeper space and then, um, you know, so, you know, connect them to like the earth and then sometimes they're depending. So it's different for every woman. Some women I feel like I really need to, them to ground into their body. And so I get them to like send their roots really deep into the, into mother earth, right? Into her womb. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and then once they're in that space for, um, tell them that they can actually use the space to really think about or visualize their birth. What is it that they want? You know, whether it comes up spontaneously or whether they have to kind of systematically like, okay, I'm just going to, you know, this is what I want, da, 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 da. And without having any, without censoring it basically, without kind of going, oh, that will never happen. Oh, I can't do that like this. Oh, I haven't got a tub or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because, yeah, when when you're in that, when you're in that, I mean, you know, the mind drives the body. So true. And, and probably the heart as well more so as well too, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Then, yeah, so making those connections early um, so then if you find that you do have certain programming that you need to, like, let go of, yeah. right, yeah. and change your programming of your mind, then you've actually got time mm-hmm. rather than finding out in labour that, oh, fuck. <laughs> I thought that holy shit yeah <laughs> and, then, and then try to do that work to process it in labor right which doesn't bloody work no. just doesn't work well yeah. it can work but it's going to take a fuckload longer oh, and it's going to be a fuckload harder <laughs> a lot longer a lot harder um and yeah because you, you just talk bullshit to yourself you know yeah <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um over the last year, you have been supporting more women to free birth and not necessarily even attend their births. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, yes. I do get a lot of, um, I do, yeah, get um, a lot of women coming, um, asking about that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And um, the other thing too is, probably shouldn't say this, but oh wait, I shouldn't. <laughs> you shouldn't say. <laughs> but you know when um, so when I get inquiries, and then when the woman goes, oh, they don't want this, they don't want that, blah blah blah, and then their last birth was like straightforward, there was nothing, no 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 hemorrhage, no whatever, and I'm like, have you considered a free birth? <laughs> I think there's nothing wrong with <laughs> suggesting that. Like we say, it's just birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, exactly. And particularly when, um, like, um, uh, the fees are sometimes a lot of people's out of people's reach, right? Um, yeah, and and I'd hate to, yeah, I'd hate to, um, you know, for women to feel like, oh my god, I can't, I can't afford a midwife to birth at home, so that's why I'm just going to settle to go into the hospital or whatever when. Actually, I mean, I get it, um, and I'm not saying that midwives aren't worth aren't worth their fees, um, but it's it's again that taking back that um, res- responsibility, mm-hmm. and so I really question the woman, like, what makes what makes you what makes you think that um, having a midwife there, um, you know, like, what 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 is that going to do for you in your birth space? Like, what do you want a midwife there for, or a doctor for that matter, or whatever? Do you know what I mean? And if they can say, well, because you know, I don't know, I haven't done the work enough, you know, need to need somebody there to feel safe, you know, safe inverted commas, yeah. um, then fair enough. Like, you know, be at least be upfront with that. Yeah, you're honest. <laughs> yeah, you're honest with what you need, right? Um, um, but yeah, but otherwise, like. Most of the time, I tell women, look, by me, me being, by me being in your birth space, isn't what makes it safe. I said, you're the one who makes me safe, and you're the one that I'm going to check in with. So even though you know, if you tell me something is, you know, not doesn't feel right, this is even before I do, I don't know, blood pressures or listening to baby, whatever. If you tell me something doesn't feel right, then that's what I'm going to respond to. I'm not going to rely on a blood pressure or a fetal heart rate to come, you know, do you know what I mean? Like waiting for that time. Oh, is the baby okay? I'm listen. Oh, it's fine. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like to me, it's just, to me, it's just so weird that we have to um, kind of do that. Mm-hmm. No, mums just know if they're, if they, um, if they connected and in tune to themselves and the baby, then they'll just know beforehand. Yeah. So, yeah. And then when that happens, then, I always orientate them to, okay, so um, like checking in and then, well, these are your options. So if that's what you're feeling, well, these are your options. So then I present the options and then I um, get them to choose what they want to do. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So simple. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's Respecting my- the woman. <laughs> it's, not my, it's not my birth and it's not, do you know what I mean? It's not my sort of choice or my decision to make that. Like I'm, I'm there to um, to support them, and and that's you know, but I, I, I'm, I'm not going to take away their um, their decision making process. And it's the same with like um, you know, when like um, when people talk about oh, you know, it's good you've got someone to advocate for you and all this sort of stuff. Um, because I get a lot of um, like VBAC clients. Mm-hmm. So I actually say to the mum, like you know, um. If they need to, if they want to be, you know, consulted, one, it's it's their choice, like right. Um, but generally, if they say I want to have a hospital as a backup, then we'll uh, consult do like with one of the obstetricians there. And I said, look, I know it can be um, uh, intimidating and and all of that. And who wants to, you know, be put up with all that negativity? But you know, I always tell them, 
it's actually a good thing that you go in yourself or with your husband because it's actually about you um, taking that power back, right? Mm-hmm. Going in, not to ask for fucking permission to have your baby. You're just doing this is because it's the formality of the process of booking in and, you know, whatever guidelines, blah, blah, blah. So it's almost like, you know, it's like ticking the box in a sense. But you're just there for them to tell you what your risks are, which you you you've researched and you're well aware. So then, why why are you letting them intimidate you? Then you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, thank you very much. Um, I'm happy to proceed with you know what my plans are and have a good day. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Or making the choice not to even do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And again, that if you don't want to, then that's fine as well. Yeah. Yeah. So. But it's always, always see it, I don't know, to me, so I always see it as an opportunity to um, claim back your power because if anything's triggering, like I love, um, I don't know whether you follow Tom Barnett. Yeah. Right? So you know how he says, like, if something comes up in your life and it, it triggers you or it's like you've been presented with this this opportunity to experience, it's like, well, let's let's just go into that then. Why? Yeah. You know, wholeheartedly, like, okay, what, what do I need to experience here, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but stand but stand in your in your yeah like in your in your truth and yeah. so like oh my god I'm gonna you know fucking rah. <laughs> yeah 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 absolutely and you know it's a fine balance isn't it because is standing in your power not going into that situation and putting that boundary in do you know what I'm saying yeah 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 well that's right. where you really well that's where you need to check in with yourself right because yeah. like like with the two investigations like Every, every private midwife, like, oh, Abra, and, you know, it's one of the things that um, I suppose we fear the most. But it's like, well, why am I afraid? They're, they're an administrative body. Yeah. And so I actually just got angry. <laughs> yeah. The more I had to kind of, like, you know, deal with the, the stuff that came up in the paper, I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was saying to Slater, like, fuck it, I'm just going to, like, Tag it, like just tag it. <laughs> you know, my registration. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just go through the process, you know, just just you know, do it one thing at a time or whatever. And and the lawyers are great anyway. So I'm just like, and then and now and now coming like coming through um the experience as well. I'm just like, oh, actually, that's not um like I I know their process now, and yeah. it's actually about learning, learning, um, it's like learning a game. Yeah. Right. You need to know the rules. Yeah. And then, and then you actually you you need to use the rules to your advantage, sure. rather than thinking like, oh, I'm I'm being kind of um controlled by them or something. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's yeah, what I got out of that. Or you could not, or you could not participate in the game and play your own game over here. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Choices, options. It is a choice. Options. Yeah. And you know, I think that is you know if for people that. It's the same with, you know, um, you know, being engaged in the system for birth if you choose to do that. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly what you say, knowing the game, knowing that <laughs> the rules yeah. and the options so that you can navigate it and be fully yeah. aware um, yeah. because there's a lot of rules to know. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, right? <laughs> and that's why I don't engage in that game and I'm not interested in ever playing that game again because it's a fucked game. Um, yeah. Well, I could I could be um, headed that way next year anyway, so depending on what happens, you know, when we go to renew our registrations next year, I mean, you know, if they mandating yeah. as a... Yeah. a 
uh, what do you call it, a requirement of a registration, it's like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. And, you know, you know my thoughts on this now. I think mm. you're just, you know, when, if this happens, you're going to be freer than you ever have and you're going to be happier than you ever have. Dude, I can feel it. Freedom, freedom's always been in my nature ever since I was a kid. That yeah, that's yeah. the one, the feeling that I just uh I just chase. And whenever, whenever I feel um restricted, it's because of that. I feel like my freedom's been taken away from you, you know? And and this this goes down to like daily thing of Slade just telling me to turn the taps tighter. Because <laughs> you're being, don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> It's like fucking hell, dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. But it's really, you know, like, what did someone say to me the other day? Oh, I can't remember what it was about. And they said, oh, you just did that because you like, uh, I don't know what the word was, doing what, do, not doing what others told you. And I was like, that's actually not true. Mm. I like to do it because it's in my integrity. I don't do it just to be a dickhead and to be different. I yeah. do it because it actually feels right for me. Maybe it yeah. doesn't feel right for you to tie, turn the taps really tight because they're harder <laughs> to unopen or I don't know what it is. Yeah, right. Um, you're not necessarily doing it just to be defiant. And I think people no. get confused by that. Um, yes. Well, for me anyway, it's really just about always trying yes. to be in my integrity, be... yeah what is right for me and if I'm being suffocated by a system yeah then I'm not gonna fucking participate <laughs> no and, and it's not about like being um like aggressive or antagonistic or confrontational because people yeah. sort of think like oh you know you got to be like rah, rah, you know whatever it's not it's just going uh nah I'm not gonna go that way I'm gonna go this way instead thanks <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely yeah I I think that's exactly yeah um what I resonate with as well you know I am not here to fight the system. I'm not here to tear anything down. And I think I've said this on the podcast as well. You know, I've been going to the protests um, for COVID, anti-COVID, not anti-COVID, fucking pro-freedom. I don't know. Pro-natural state uh, (laughs) uh, protests. And um, it was actually really nice because at first I was feeling like, should I be going because I don't want to be fighting anything, but really it was just, and you went as well, mm-hmm. it was this sense of solidarity, this sense yeah. of power, 100%. freedom. Yeah. Um, it just felt so good. There wasn't aggression there. We weren't fighting no. anything. We're just saying, no. Look, here we are. We are the people. We are the power. Yeah, it was, and- it was actually it was actually beautiful. Um, we we tried to go to like the the main freedom rallies, you know, because it's just yeah, there's only so many of them that you can go to, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. we try to go to the main ones. And um and Slate, who's just like he does not like, you know, he doesn't do any of that sort of shit before. But he said this is actually really important because if this is if we all need to stand together. Yeah, like you said, in solidarity. Um, and the atmosphere was just brilliant. Like. There was one point where um, we were we we were walking with a lady who had the big boombox and she had she had all this like you know cool music playing and like slides dancing in the fucking street. I'm a little bit less like a bit more inhibited. I'm like, oh yes, I want to dance, but I'm like, oh you know, <laughs> but people, <laughs> you know what I mean? People, and he's just like, you know, whatever. And like, it was so beautiful to see. Um, but he says it's important that we we come together. 
right? Um, and particularly if we all we believe in the same thing, because mm-hmm. um, yeah, and particularly with this, because you know our freedoms are being taken away. Mm-hmm. So we're not anti anything. We're just we're just pro choice and and freedoms and 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 for us, it's not you know because we don't have any children. It's not actually about us. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's that Native American um quote that says um you know your your actions, what we do today, we need to consider like how it's going to affect like seven generations in front of us. Absolutely. So, so even though we don't have any children, but like I've got a niece who just had a baby. What's that little boy going to like? How what's the world he's going to grow up in? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kids are being like fucking affected and traumatized you know now as it is um mm-hmm. we don't want this to be the norm this isn't the norm this no. isn't the norm so Absolutely. so that's why it's, yeah so that's why it's important that people come along um to to any of the marches really mm-hmm. you know whichever one they you know they want to because uh yeah it's about making a stand um and it is it's like a carnival kind of atmosphere as well <laughs> Oh, yeah, it was so beautiful. And I've heard a few people say this. There was a lady standing next to me and she's like, you know, I'm a really, um, you know, I don't like big crowds, blah, blah, blah. But this space right now is so beautiful. I feel so supported and looked after, you know. She's somebody that doesn't get out and whatever. I was like, that's so nice. You know, it wasn't intimidating, that crowd. It was. No. You know what? Sorry, you go. I was going to say, I was actually um, fighting back tears. So, so was I. I was walking in and as I was walking in, there was like this big, um, like there was people on either side. Did you have that yeah, yeah. as you walked in? Yeah. I was like, got really emotional. I was like, oh my fucking God. I didn't cry, but yeah, there was like emotion yeah. building up. I'm oh, like, 100%. Yeah. This is so fucking amazing. Look at all these beautiful people here. Yes. Believing yes. in what we believe in and how supported we are. Yeah, that's right. And, and it's that it's that unity as well, isn't it? Like yeah. we're we're all the same. We're all in this together, and that's what you know the human you know humankind, human race, or whatever, right? Yeah. So, and uh, do you know what what does really annoy me though? The bullshit media um, oh. saying that there's neo Nazis and all this <laughs> absolute crap. And Julie Bell said this to me the other day that neo Nazis, and I was like, I can tell you at least where I live there was no fucking neo-nazis there no I don't know where that I don't know where they got that idea from actually I actually felt for the channels I think it was a channel seven guy who came to that last one yeah Yeah. because you know when I was walking over to you I would just heard uh, they were just like what are they there was people the crowd was chanting um shame on you shame on you or something rather like this and this guy yeah. in the suit you know with his cameraman walking and then he actually interviewed like you know some of the guys and nobody was like aggressive or violent towards him they yeah. were just like very passionate and saying yeah. like like report the news fairly and honestly for a change like report the truth don't don't um slant it according to like whatever agenda they they want it you know like with this all this neo-nazi bullshit yeah um, you know, or anti-vaxxers. Anti-vax, what a fucking crock of shit name. <laughs> I know. It's gone beyond that. It's it's actually, the, the story is so much bigger than that now. Yeah. You know, but they want to keep it small and they want to keep it, you know, people locked into those little boxes of like, oh, it's this, oh, it's that, or whatever, but it's nice. It's bigger and, di- than that. and divide us. We don't want and to divide. be divided. We no, want to be fine. united. I yeah, don't care fine. if somebody's vaccinated or not, you know. It's about... Yeah 
respecting someone regardless of their choices and you know this is the analogy that I oh this is stupid shit that people post on Facebook and somebody was just saying I have no sympathy for any anti-vaxxer that then gets COVID Mm -hmm. um and you know there's all this stuff of oh they shouldn't use the system if they do get sick blah 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 which honestly personally I won't um that's not me but you know i I think people should have the right to use the system if they want to. And um, but just, we pay taxes. We pay taxes for that, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the analogy I used was okay. So I'm pro natural birth, right? Mm. But that doesn't mean that I don't respect people that make different decisions. Mm. If someone had an elective cesarean, I yep. would not say to them, "Oh well, ha, look at you suffering." your choice you should and like have no empathy or sympathy for them in their recovery period stop dehumanizing people just because they make different choices than you it's disgusting yeah that's right and i have respect for all people and all the choices that they make even though they're not the same choices as me it's okay to be different people (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but this but this is where it, it comes back to um i think uh like you know you've seen the memes going around it's like it is a spiritual it's a spiritual war that's happening at the minute yeah. and it is about you know each and every one of us being called to to you know yeah, we've been called to stand up right um and and either do it because we're doing it for humanity really um or the children or the future or whatever you know um, or again, if you if you don't make that choice, then that is your right to do that. Um, and you know, like I'll respect that, but it's only your soul that you actually have to answer to. Mm-hmm. Or you know, if you if you you know have a faith, you know, um, my my mum, you know, because I'm I'm brought up Muslim, right? And my mum just sees this like this is the end times. I love her. My mum, oh my god, she is. I don't even have to fucking tell her anything. She watches mainstream news. She follows this um, uh, religious scholar like in Malaysia. I don't know who the hell he is, but I think he's fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and she and you know. English is her second language. And, like, every time I speak to her, she goes, you know, I've been watching this stuff on the news. She goes, these people are crazy. The government is crazy, aren't they? Why are they wanting to inject all this poison in us? Like this, you know, I'm not having it. Wonderful. I love you. Thank God. (laughs) I'm thinking I'm going to have to go down there and lock her in the house or something, you know, but nah. (laughs) She's in her power. But I do feel like in these times that religious people are some of the strongest people in the way that they're actually, whatever it looks like, whether it's Muslim, Christianity, Buddhism, whatever, Um, they're in touch with their spiritual side. That's right. That's right. That's right. And and that's where, like, like in my culture, like with birth, the women just know, right, you just give birth. You're going to go into labour. Labor is going to be hard or painful or whatever, but you just kind of accept it because you you pray to God to kind of help you get through it and you know you'll get through it sort of thing. Um, and, yeah, and it is it is such a, it, it, it is the spirit realm, really, birth and labour, right? Mm, absolutely. <laughs> so, um so yeah, so it's all it's all like what what what's happening now in the world? Um, it's it's causing um, 
you know, want people to to change or they have to change whether they like it or not. Um, but in birth, especially, like I, I'm so I love it. I so love it. I mean, the number I've had a couple of women who've come to me like they're not my clients. They've just come to me for pregnancy massage, and then in the massage, I'm just like, um, uh, how are you planning to give birth? <laughs> Where are you planning to give birth? I'm like, because the baby actually has other plans. <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, um, not to like scare you or anything, but I think this time it's going to be a lot quicker. And, and just to let you know, if it is, I said, don't try getting into the car because you'll probably end up having the baby in the back seat on the side of the road. I said, just have the baby at home and call an ambulance. <laughs> Right, and then yeah, and so then I've had them message me back going, "Oh my god, I just had the baby in the front lunch room." Amazing. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? And like, just her and the husband, and I'm just like, that is wow. I love that. These babies, these babies coming through are like next level, man. And you're saying like, I just want to clarify here. You're saying call an ambulance because you feel like for that person, they would be afraid if they didn't call an ambulance. Not that you believe you need to call an ambulance. Is that right? Yeah. Well, it comes down to, you know, I mean, if they're booked into a hospital, then obviously the hospital's going to expect them to come in anyway, right? Yeah. And, and again, it's, it's you know, their choice and whatever they kind of um, set up with the hospital there. Yeah. Um, but it's it's a lot of the times it's, probably more for the partners too because they're like oh now what do we do and do you know what I mean or that perception or even you know even with the women too um again um uh, it's like everybody's so focused on the birth right but it's afterwards as well that they don't kind of consider um and so like I, I do I actually do a lot of work in the postpartum um, again, in terms of like helping mums process and integrate the experience. So again, the massages um, help as well um, um, with that. But um, but yeah, but in terms of the ambulance, yeah, it's just like, well, just call an ambulance. Um, because if anything, if you're worried about bleeding, then, you know, they're going to have all the stuff on hand and they're going to get you to the hospital far quicker than you trying to get in the car and, and negotiate traffic because I'll just put their disco lights on, you know what I mean? If, sure, if it wasn't sure. an emergency or they need it to be quicker. Sure. Yeah. But I guess what I'm saying is you don't believe that people that free birth should be calling ambulances, surely. I don't know. Not, not if it's a choice. If they've no. chosen, yeah, if they've, if they've cho- chosen that, then it's whatever they set up for themselves, right? I'm, yeah. I'm talking about mums who um, accidentally, like yeah. they didn't expect that. They didn't expect to like have an unintended home birth or unintended free birth or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, what I always say is, it's just whatever. Obviously, the woman feels comfortable with because oh, oh. <laughs> calling an ambulance directly after birth would be the most risky thing to do because it would just induce so much oh. fear and shit in me. Because I believe, no. that, well, I know that they're just going to start interfering completely unnecessarily. They're going to strap me to a fucking bed. No fucking way would I ever call an ambulance after giving birth uh, unless, you know, I genuinely felt I needed it yeah. um, because, you know, yeah. I don't know. It would have to be a really, um, you know, really, really reason. good reason. Um, yeah. Not to say that I would never call an ambulance. Okay, yeah, I'm like, t- t- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just I, I, my, but then for some other people, they feel safe with that, and that feels really good. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Choice. Um, yeah. 
but I just hear all those fucking ambulance. I mean, look, I've really got stuff around this because I was in an ambulance the first time. Yeah. I can't yeah. think of anything worse than going in an ambulance after birth. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. yeah. well, um, one, yes. one, one, sorry, one of my um, last, so I offer labor support for women who, um, you know, choose to birth in the hospital. So I do labor support for them, which means I come to their home and, you know, we do most of yeah. it at home. Um, and uh, one of my last clients, we had an unintended home birth and uh, she, it was a second baby um, with me and um, the we, beautiful connection. I so love them. Um, she, um first baby she had with me like you know come for the massage etc um and then we actually saw that she was going to go into labor like on weekend like together like in the during the massage and and that's what happened and all this stuff right and she for a first time mom she had a um you know just a normal you know, length time of labor and she loved her experience. Um, she was tripping out on the gas at one point in the hospital, but and but it was all good, you know what I mean? And so this time around, um, when she was pregnant again, we initially were like, home birth, yay! And then and then she was like, oh, I don't know if I can do it, you know, rah, rah, rah. but she was more, she felt comfortable still to um, want to have me for labor support and then like go into the hospital at some point. But anyway, when she was coming for the massages, we actually saw that this baby just wants to be born at home. <laughs> And so then, so then we made a plan so that if 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 that was to happen, then we were just going to call the ambulance, and then she can transfer in after because she still wanted to go to the hospital afterwards to get yeah. checked. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, oh, that's her choice. Yeah, that's her choice. Yeah, and yep, one hundred percent. That's what happened. Um, three and a half hour labor. By the time I got there, she's just she's rocking it, and like you know, it was like. <laughs> I kind of see things in impressions or remember things in impression. It was like three on the floor, contractions that is, on the floor, then up on the bed and then on the toilet and then waters popped and then the baby came. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so then, um, so, um, and beautiful dad, you know, um, dad caught and all of that and then we got her in the pool while we waited for the ambulance to come and the ambulance were actually really lovely. They were so relieved that I was there. They were like, are you the midwife? Oh, good, thank God, you know, like... But even that bullshit, like, bringing yeah. fear into this space. Like, I'm not saying that they're bad people. Yeah. They're lovely no, people. No, no. And I have yeah. friends that are ambulance drivers, but yeah. they're trained differently to bring fear yeah. there. I know. But there was emergency so... services. Yeah, that's right. But they were so respectful. They waited outside while we um, birthed the placenta in yeah. the bathroom, waited until we, you know, we separated the baby, like, you know, cord was white and everything, separated the baby, and then was handing me stuff because, you know, because when it's labour support, like I don't come with my bits because we are supposed to be going into the hospital. Yeah, um, and yeah. so they were like, oh, um, do, you, do you need a pan? Do you need scissors? You know? <laughs> and then um, they waited outside. Um, yeah, and then afterwards, um, yeah, got her in the got her in the back of the ambulance and then, yeah, off off she went and got checked and, yeah. And, and I reckon next time, because there is going to be another baby uh, um, when I came for the postpartum massage, and I did some, you know, energy work on her and I was like, oh, dude, there's like another baby. <laughs> you don't want to be pregnant very, very soon. Then better get on to contraception because <laughs> this baby's going to come quick. <laughs> and, uh, and, and, yeah, I reckon next time around she will definitely be having a home birth, you know. Yeah, I just, like, yeah. if you genuinely want to have a home birth or feel that in you, like she did mm. and maybe her experience is different but 
if she does next time decides to be at home and yeah. plans for that yeah. I, I just can't tell you the difference between jumping in an ambulance and just being at home mm. it is a thousand times better and I respect everyone should do what feels right for them mm. but it's I, I, what am I trying to say why this fear of being at home it's just so ingrained in people people need to work through this yeah yeah that's right in pregnancy yeah uh, because jumping in an ambulance is going to fuck with all your hormones mm. and everything and you know I yeah. managed to kind of get through it okay but it's completely unnecessary if it's yeah. a non-emergency situation yeah well you have to you it's you you kind of have to um i mean depending on the woman and the situation right like when there is a transfer like that there is an element where you've actually got to kind of leave your body right because you don't want to kind of be too much in dealing with whatever's going on at the minute you know at whatever stage that you're transferring in sort of thing um and then and then once you um and then you have to come back to be able to like you know birth the baby or whatever and, and sometimes a lot of women don't um anyway um, as in, you know, being fully present, you know, and being um, uh, fully aware. Mm. Um, and then it's that work afterwards um, to, um, like, really, as as they start to anchor back into their body, you know, um, usually I find around about the time when, when the milk sort of comes in, this is something that I tell women in the postpartum, you know, however your experience gone, what I've observed anyway, um, from an energetic perspective um, is yeah, it's, it's that point where the woman starts to come back to into her body. And if it was um, a traumatic experience, that's where, and then, you know, you, you suddenly find yourself, you've got this baby who's screaming, trying, wanting to feed, and then maybe breastfeeding isn't going so great. You know what I mean? And you're sore down below, you're bleeding, you're swollen, all of that. Like that's, that's fucking hectic. So um taking having that slow postpartum not having like expectate high expectations on yourself and getting the help and the resources mm. that you need to kind of get get through those initial six weeks women six weeks at least oh yeah <laughs> goes on much longer than that really though doesn't it <laughs> it does, it does. But, do you know what i mean but but some some you know women can't even fathom like uh, a week of like just doing nothing like stay in bed for two weeks minimum yeah. <laughs> then maybe start venturing out right as in yeah. as in, into your kitchen yes. <laughs> not outside yeah. <laughs> which is why um you know asian cultures um like my own um do the 40 day 44 day confinement or whatever like yeah. it's so important absolutely um, i'm so excited for you to um to uh interview or have a chat with Karina yes um, she'll be Karina. next season yeah oh my god she amazing I said to her she needs to like um like teach women her process yeah. um like in the pregnancy like the work that she did to prepare for the free birth and then and then she just birthed the baby yeah. <laughs> and then in the postpartum um when I I came and did some postpartum um, massages for her and wow that woman sure can go deep and oh she 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 was while I'm massaging her right and I'm like getting stuff for her she's fucking channeling shit for me yeah, wow <laughs> and she was like there was stuff that she was saying she's oh I was told this that you know right and particularly our last session together she um yeah she said her her guides um 
said something about me, you know, um, yeah, which was just really, it was just, it was um, beautiful to connect and to kind of be affirmed mm-hmm. in what I do and, and how I do things, yeah. So, yeah, that's beautiful. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, Naf, before we go, where are you going to be next season when we chat to you? What are you going to be doing? Oh, geez, probably. Um, dude, I'm next. When does your next season start? I'll be next year. So yeah, mid next yeah. year. Let's say where are you going to oh, be? Oh, mid next year. Oh shit, that's going to be a new adventure. I think. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm like packed. Like right up until probably about July. Yeah. Uh, those last, the last couple, well, really from, yeah, probably from June onwards, I don't know. I I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel it, but I don't want to kind of put, like, too many, like, words to it, you know what I mean? Because sure, you know, sure. anything, anything can happen, whatever, you know, that sort of thing. But I yeah. can I can taste the freedom, baby. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Yeah, freedom is the theme for next year, is it? Yeah, a hundred percent. I think so. Well, probably, probably for the next five years or so, right? It's going to shit's going to get hectic, even more hectic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. Um, now, if people want to connect with you and uh, find out about what you do, uh, how can they do that? Well, I'm on um, I'm on Facebook as the Art of Birth. Um, I'm not sure going into next year how much longer I'll you know probably be on that space. Um, Slade's actually um, um, opening or doing a couple of websites for me. One, the Art of Birth, because he's already started it and whatever. And then again, because I like to have um, options, choices, because I'm a Gemini, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I'm starting. But I'm also. Um, embarking on you know the next phase if you like so there's going to be a website and i'm not sure on a facebook page as yet but um it's called wildling spirit wildling spirit Spirit. so there's going to be some offerings um in that um which yeah that when if anyone um at the moment contacts me for um birth um it'll just be they'll be like under other birth offerings um will be wildling spirit but um yeah but otherwise, yeah, but I'm just on Facebook at the minute, huh? Wonderful. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Narapia. It has been thank wonderful. Thank you, Hello. God, we talk some shit, right? Oh, we do. We talk shit. <laughs> okay. uh, have, a, have a great weekend, hun, and um, I'll probably I'll probably talk to you next week anyway. Yeah, wonderful. Bye. <laughs> See ya. Thanks for listening to The Renegade Mum. If you would like to connect with me, submit a birth story, or just find out a little more about what I do, check out my website at therenegademama.co. Or you can connect with me on Facebook as The Renegade Mama, or Instagram as The underscore Renegade underscore Mama. Lastly, can I ask you share this episode with at least one other person? I want every woman to know it's possible to birth in her power. So please share far and wide. Until next week, remember to follow your intuition, not the institution. We are sovereign. We are free. If you like the Renegade Mama podcast, then leave a review. You can do so on iTunes or our Facebook page. The Renegade Mama is released weekly on both Apple iTunes, Spotify, our website, or wherever you get your podcasts.